What up, what up, what up? It's Pope the Blueprint, the host of the number one networking show. And I like to take the first couple of seconds of each show to highlight any local brands or brands that's been on the show before. And tonight I am wearing 12 Faces of Sober. Uh, so it's a good brother down in Florida who uh, released merch with his new book, which is called 12 Faces of Sober. So I encourage everybody to support your local brands, support Black-owned businesses, support, support, support. Now, we have a special guest in the virtual building tonight. How you feeling tonight? I am good. I'm so happy and honored to be on this um, podcast. Is, is it okay yes, to call it? Yes. 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 yes, I'm looking forward to speaking more with you. Thank you for having me on. Hey, no problem. And before we get into the journey and the inspiration, if you can just introduce yourself, let everybody know where you're from, and just a brief overview of your book, and we're getting ready to take it back to day one. All right. So hi, everyone. My name is Nicole. Uh, my friends and family call me Nikki. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. Woof, woof. <laughs> and I'm currently here in Columbia, Maryland. I'm doing my PhD in psychology. So I'll be here for the next few years. Um, and then about my book, you said? Yeah, just a brief overview of your book. Yeah, so I actually have two books. One is a poetry book, and I published it in 2018. And then this most recent one, which is the more a bestseller, actually, is um, a memoir. It's called a, a Black Woman's Guide to Earning a PhD. Um, and I published it over the summer. Um, and it's mainly a guidebook to help Black women and other women of color who are pursuing PhDs or want to pursue a PhD, um, but just need some assistance. So it's pretty mm. much, yeah. Now that's, that's awesome, right? So now let's get into the journey, right? Because you mentioned you have two books. Mm -hmm. Now coming up, were you always inspired to write and share your stories? Because so the first book is about poetry. Mm -hmm. The second book is a memoir. So it seems like you do a lot of thinking and, and reflecting so talk about growing up and how that writing, was it therapeutic for you? Yeah, it's so ironic because my personality, I'm, people always know me as the quiet person, the timid person, the one who doesn't um, talk much. But uh, my mom always would say that when, when a paper is in front of me and a pen is in my hand, like I could produce some of the most beautiful things. And it's always like thought provoking for a lot of people when they think like, how can a quiet and reserved person like have so many beautiful words. Um, so I would say that writing has always been therapeutic for me. Um, it's the best way that I can express myself when I don't know how to say it in words. Um, I'm always good with putting it in writing first. Um, so yeah, I do love writing. I enjoy writing. Um, it flows naturally for me. So I hope that when I get to the dissertation part of my program, that it flows naturally there too. Um, but yeah, I would say that I've always been like a writer growing up. You know what? That's special. In the dissertation, you're going to nail that. That's oh. already in the bag. You know what I mean? Because you always <laughs> books inspiring the people. It's just going to be a natural flow. And that's what I love about life, right? Because mm -hmm. a lot of times as we go through life, it's levels, right? Yeah. 
And so you've kind of mastered the dissertation of life because a lot of people, a lot of people have not written a book and they need to, right? Because I'm sure once you wrote the first book and writing the second book, it's opened up opportunities for you, right? And so what was it like putting it together for people that are thinking about maybe writing a book? Like, what was that journey like for you? And let's talk about specifically the second book, right? Because I'm sure, you know, that that meant a lot to you, putting something together, inspiring other women. What was it like as far as that inspiration moment to decide you wanted to create that book? Yeah, that's such an important question. So when I started my program, um, well, before I even got into the program, they would always like tell me, oh, yeah, the campus is diverse. It's a lot of people who look like you. But when I got into my specific program, I looked left, looked right, couldn't find not one Black person in my program. But Mm. in the department, there's about maybe three, four other Black women, but within my program, I am the only Black woman in my, the only Black person in my program. Um, So it felt like othering a lot. Like I felt, I I didn't have other Black people to be in solidarity with me. In my classes, when you're in graduate school, your classes are usually less than 15 people. And it just felt, I felt out of place being the only Black person there amid white people and, and Asian Americans. Um, there was there weren't even Latinx people in the class either. So wow. yeah, it was it was very challenging for me in my first two years just being in those classes. And then we have racist professors who don't get penalized because they hold so many positions of power. And I can remember one specific inc- incident um, where a white professor asked me, because you know, black woman, we have to have our protective hairstyles. And yeah. she asked me, how did my hair grow so long over the weekend in front of the four white people and I think two or three Asian Americans. And so they don't, they're probably curious too, but they didn't ask me, but she felt so bold enough to ask me because she was my professor and she didn't think I would challenge her. Um, but you know, when we're in these specific um, situations, when we think of them, we'd be like, oh, if, if a white person ever asked me how my hair grows so long, I'm going to say this, this, and that. But when you're in the situation, you freeze because it's like, wow. So she really had the audacity yeah. to ask me this question. Um, and so I did freeze and I like, I was completely out of it for the entire class and she felt no remorse or anything she was okay with singling me out and then I have a friend who's in my class she's Asian American she asked me how could she have been a better bystander and I was like you know that's a good question because I don't I don't even know I didn't even know how to defend myself in that situation either and then there was another situation where the same white um, woman professor she told undergraduate students not to only go to me for advice on writing a paper because I'm not a good writer. Mm. Now, someone who is, who I take pride in my writing, I've been writing since I was as young as um, 10 years old. That was very insulting for me. So um, I've been documenting like my experiences in my, in my program. And um, it was when COVID started, actually, I was looking at these lists and I was like, I feel like there's other Black women who have been through these similar experiences. It may not be exactly the same, 
but I know that if black, if I'm going through this in my predominantly white PhD program, then I know that other black women are too. And when we look at the percentage of people who hold PhDs in the population, it's just 2%. So of that 2%, can you imagine how many black women have PhDs? It's not that much. And a lot of black women tend to leave their PhD programs, not because they can't finish it, but because they, they don't feel welcome. It's not an inclusive environment for them. Um, so I felt motivated to just start putting them in paragraphs and sections and chapters. Um, I provided lists of resources that I had to seek out on my own, but I thought would be helpful for other Black women to know. Um, yeah, it was just a matter of me, I, a matter of me um, putting my documentations of my experiences into a book form and just having the faith to publish it. And surprisingly, a lot of Black women have reached out to me and said, thank you. Thank you for writing this. Thank you for the resources. Thank you for reminding me that I'm not alone in this. Even people in Nigeria, like there are people out of the country who have purchased the book and thanked me and, and shared um, their sentiments with me about publishing this book and sharing my experiences because they are going through similar things. And people have also told me that it, it's also encouraged them to continue on in their PhD program. So I'm happy. I was afraid at first because of like lashback from my white professors who may get the book. I don't know if they did, but I'm happy that I took that leap of faith and published it. And now Black women have access to this guidebook. Yeah, you know what? You're putting a smile on my face, right? Because we all go through things in life, right? Mm -hmm. And you were challenged and you responded. You didn't get angry far as lashing out in a way that would have been, some would have said appropriate or inappropriate. You responded with the weapon of the pen, right? Because you could have lashed out at that moment, but what you did and what you're doing is going to live forever. Yes. <laughs> and you're inspiring other women around the world. And you're going to even inspire men, right? Because people are going to hear this interview and they're going to be like, you know what? I've been through some things, mm. you know, because it's a lot of times and I'm sure that you're, you're not alone where you feel like your message may not be received well. Right. You know, so, so what has been some of the liberating things now that the book is out, the response, like what have the impact been for you now that you've kind of liberated your truth and your journey? You know, that's so real because at first I wasn't identifying myself as a writer. People would say, oh, you're an author. I'd be like, yeah, I would just brush it to the side. Like, you know, everybody writes. It's like, I wasn't, I wasn't um, affirming myself um, and staying true and, and acknowledging my calling and my purpose. But ever since I've um, received all this positive, not saying that they've all been positive because they haven't, but ever since I've received so many positive feedback about the book and how much it's helped people, I've been more confident in saying that I am a writer, I am an author, like this is who I am. Um, like my writing, I, I take pride in my writing. I don't let anyone um, say anything bad about the way that I write, even though, if it's, even though it is their opinions, but I don't let that 
dictate who I am as a writer. And it, I want to say that this book has made me um, affirm myself and made me more aware of my purpose and my calling. Um, for mm-hmm. sure, because I my poetry book, I mean, not everyone likes poetry. And I guess I wrote that because um, I wanted to begin to get my work out there. But it didn't really um, it didn't really make me want to um, affirm myself or affirm yeah. as a writer. But this book specifically, because it took more effort, it's actually a memoir. So it took a lot more writing. Um, I was, I always look at it like I'm, I'm looking this way because I'm looking at the book right now, but I'm like, I did that. Yeah. That was me. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. you, you <laughs> did that. You're inspiring the people, right? And what <laughs> I want people to take away from that is that within your journey, you have your own ministry, you have your own calling, right? Because, you know, like I'm doing a podcast and some people, it's, it's thousands of other podcasts, right? But the mission that I'm on is different, Exactly. you know? Right. And so you, my, I can't transfer my mission to someone else and they may not get it. And it's okay mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. when you're in your own lane, it's about inspiring others from your journey, from the things yes. that you learn. And those people will relate. Cause I mm-hmm. know you mentioned that you said all the feedback hasn't been positive. Right. Now was that negative feedback from from people of other races or what what was the negative feedback about oh yeah it was definitely from white people I want to say you know I just feel like anytime black people create spaces just for black people that other people have an issue with it and it's okay for black people to create spaces just for ourselves so a lot of people were taken aback by the title a black woman's guide to earning a phd and asking, you know, why can it just be a woman's guide to earning a PhD or how to earn a PhD? And it's like, because it's not, it's for black women and I'm not apologizing for that. And I'm gonna say that over and over and over again, I wrote this book for black women. If you wanna buy it, I'm, thank you for your support, but like, I'm not, I'm not not apologizing for writing a book for black women. Um, So the feedback, or reviews more so, it would say stuff, it, referring back to the the incident with my hair and how it grew so long, mm-hmm. a white woman said, wasn't, what if she was just curious, is her, what was in her review, um, and then there was something else, I wrote something about white men, and someone said something, but um, yeah, it was mainly reviews, the yeah. negative reviews were definitely mainly from white people, and yeah, you know and it's it's it's, and that's and that's what people have to understand just because you make something for your people doesn't mean you're discriminating against anyone else it's just that within your journey we just experience things different right like I went to all mostly black high school you know and that's Mm -hmm. just what it was but it was within a Jewish community right Mm -hmm. and so it was unique because the Jewish people never came to the office to sign up their kids. They wow. had their own cocoon of communities. They had mm-hmm. their own schools. Uh, we have the largest Jewish market on the East Coast here in Maryland. Mm, you yeah. know, so, you know, they allow other people to come and shop, but it's just specific things to their religion, culture. You know, their mm-hmm. food has to be. So it's like, I'm not going there and be like, well, 
why don't you make this or what? Right. It's just particular. You can share the experience if you would like. Right. Yeah, and it's it's crazy because no one questions Jews. They let Jews live their yeah. lives. They they um are respectful because they have the money. You know, they, yes, they see do. that's what it's all about, and that's where we have to get as a people, as a community. We yeah. have to get in a position of ownership yes. so we can control the media, we can control the land, and mm-hmm. now you can't question us because we run it. Talk about it, yes, I agree. Yes. So instead of buying those Jordans, we need to get those <laughs> life insurance policies. And, yes. and, and you know, so 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 that's what I'm on, right? That's why I'm trying to connect with black owned businesses in all 50 states to create mm. a superb network to connect with black brilliant minds and not discriminating against anyone. Just right. like you said, in the Jewish community, we don't question them. So let's go ahead and get this ownership. Yes. Yes, I love it, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I love that you're inspiring the people, right? And so what's next for you, right? Because you're working on your PhD. And um, so how, how, how far or how much do you have left? Because you're still in your journey, which is yeah. awesome. So congratulations ahead of time. Thank you. I have um, about 1.5 years left. So I'm in the dissertation phase now where I'm trying to solidify my topics and have it approved, get a committee and all of that. So I'm like very close to the end. I can see the light a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, have, you, have your mission and your journey changed or have been adjusted since you've come out with the book, working on your PhD, did, like you go into your PhD with one mission and are you going to come out with another mission now? Yeah, that's a good question. So you, the automatic um, assumption when people go into PhDs is that we'd stay in academia and be a professor. But after going through my PhD um, program and the journey, I realized that that may be a long-term goal for me. But right now I want to focus on um, sort of uplifting the Black community, specifically our Black youth. Um, So right now I work with the Baltimore Leadership School for Young Women. I work with the seniors there and they just really made my, they make my heart warm and it made me realize that I want to do more work with Black youth. I want to find ways to improve their educational experiences. So after my PhD, I want to go into program evaluation and designing intervention programs for Black youth in Baltimore City public school specifically. So I really do also want to focus on how to um, limit, because there's the school to prison pipeline, and I want to find ways to dismantle that um, specifically among Black youth, because Black youth are really, they are being criminalized on school school grounds. So a lot of my research recently have been focused on that. Um, so yeah, my mission has changed from not going into academia and doing it the white way, but I want to um, work with the Baltimore City Public Schools and see where that takes me. Well, you know, we welcome you with open arms because, you know, I'm here in Baltimore and I came up in the Baltimore City School System. So um, you know, I understand the things that the kids are up against, you know what I mean? So that's why I love the show, because this is only the beginning of, yes. of the connection and the networking 
and and so I, I'm excited for that. So we're definitely going to stay in contact. Yes. Um, so so what's next for you, right? Are you working on other projects as we speak? What What's the process there? Because I know you're always busy. <laughs> People always finding me, but um, I am, I've actually been invited to be a co-author for a book. Um, it's called Phoenix Phenomen Phenomenal something like that um but it's basically um a co-author with 10 other women and we're talking about um our journey our our rebirth our um how we went through adversity our resiliency and so yeah I'm really excited about being part of this project and it's so ironic because I was also telling the person who is um the lead author her name is Dr. Fiona Lewis I was also telling her um about how I had a conversation with my aunt um, maybe sometime last month and we were talking about my childhood trauma and my experiences growing up um, and my aunt described me as a phoenix she called me the phoenix bird and when I read the title of the book I was I had to call my aunt and I was like wait didn't you call me a bird what was that and she said the phoenix bird so things like this I don't believe that it's coincidence I really do believe that it's purpose um and just my purpose being revealed to me each and every day um the more it's it's more confirmation that writing is something that I've been called to do and that I should continue to do it despite any negative feedback, um, despite any obstacles or any barriers. So that was just like, um, like, it was just amazing for me to experience that, like my aunt telling me or calling me a Phoenix bird and then me being a co-author of a book called Phoenix Phenomenal. So. Mm. Yeah, that, that's, that's phenomenal there. That, that's awesome. That's awesome. So congratulations <laughs> on that because you're partnering with other great women right. and the connections is just going to keep growing and keep growing. And so, yes. you know, that's awesome. So before we go, and I, I appreciate you coming on because I could talk to you all night, <laughs> um, but two things before we go, if you can just let everybody know where we can follow and support the current projects that you have out. And then we're going to leave on a word of encouragement before we go. Yes, absolutely. So I'm on Instagram, um, Nicole, N-I-C-O-L-E, Telfer, T-E-L-F-E-R, and then just one underscore. Um, If you follow me on that um, social media page, you will see um, my current projects that I'm working on. I also have a link in my bio to my recent book. You can find that. Um, And I'm also on on Twitter, although I don't use that much, but it's Nicole Telfer and then the number three. And yes, those are the two um, social media outlets that I'm mainly on. Awesome. Awesome. So y'all go out and support that project. Follow her on Instagram because she got stuff coming. And then, so I always like to leave on a word of encouragement for people maybe thinking about getting started, they're weary in the process, or they're thinking about quitting. But whatever comes to your mind, whatever you have on your heart, share that last word of encouragement before we go. Write the book. (laughs) Even even if you feel like you're not a good writer, um, if you have any doubts, try to keep those pessimistic thoughts to the side and write the book, write your story, because you don't know 
how many people you might be saving or healing. Um, you might think that your words don't have meanings, but they do. So if you have ha had this thought in the back of your mind to write a book or write a blog post, do it. I'm telling you, do not hesitate on doing it because people are waiting for your story to, to be out there. So I want to say write the book, write the blog post, whatever it is, just write it. Damn it, that was good. You're talking to me. <laughs> well, you know, I appreciate you coming on the Winner's Circle, sharing your journey. You know, like I said, this is only the beginning. Um, and then so, you know, you're always welcome back to talk about the next project to talk about. I have a whole edition called the Boss Talk edition Ooh. where I invite people back on mm -hmm. to talk about specifics to inspire. You know, so if anything comes to mind over the next couple of weeks, months, you know, we, we can reconnect and you can share to inspire the people. So, Absolutely. you know, thank you so much. And peace, love, and blessings. Thank you, Brandon, again for having me. This was a pleasure. My pleasure as well. So thank you so much. <laughs> Enjoy your night. You too. Bye. Peace.